Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Today we want to help frame you for this quarter too. So Psalms 90 verse 2 says, Teach us, O Lord, to number our days that we might apply our hearts to wisdom. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. You want to constantly ask the Holy Spirit to teach you to number your days and apply your heart to wisdom because the reality is you don't have as much time as you think. Uh, You understand what I'm saying? So the Holy Ghost is going to say, teach us, teach us, teach us to number my days. Teach me to count my days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. And then James and four, James 4, 14 says, what is your life? My goodness. What's my life? You are, he's going to tell you what you are. You are a vapor that appears for a little while and then you vanish. So what James is saying is that you are are going to be on this scene, this side of glory for a little bit of time. And that's why you need to be very strategic. You need to be very intentional, very purposeful about your life. Jesus was so concerned about your life that he died for it. Jesus was so concerned about your life that after he arose from the dead, for 40 days he stuck around and taught them things concerning the kingdom of God because your life is valuable. Somebody say, my life is valuable. My life is valuable. Your life is significant. And so we want you to realize how significant your life is. So you will see that there are, God, there are four quadrants of life. I want you to see how significant this is. There are four quadrants of life. And we're going to give you, the Bible says that uh, you are promised 70 years. And by reason of strength, you might be given 10 more years. So we, the first is ages 1 to 25, right? You see that on the screen? Because I want you to identify where you are. The second one is ages 26 to 50. That's where we are. We are in that box. We're, my wife and I are in the second quadrant. The third quadrant. So for some of you, I might say the third quarter. Right? <laughs> so I yell it out. Hey, hey, we're my third quarter folks. Okay. <laughs> third quarter folks. So you pass halftime. Third quarter folks. 51 <laughs> through 75. So you see what I'm saying? So you've already, you've already lived almost half your life. And you're in the third segment, the third quarter. And so we're telling you, you by the Spirit of God. You need to be intentional. There's some things that, no, 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 not wish you. There's some things that you can't say, I wish I could do that. Uh-uh. There's some things that as God gives you the gift, let me tell you what his gift is. He gives the gift of time. Here's the other one. Watch this, James, this is for you. Then he gives you chance. Mm, that's good. 
That's Ecclesiastes. He says, time and chance. and chance. He would not be a just God if he didn't give you a chance. Woo. My God. You know what chance is? Chance is an opportunity. So he's, so he's, so he's equipping you. He's teaching you on Sunday morning like this because he wants you to take advantage of your chance. There was an old wise man said, unless a man is prepared for his chance, when that chance comes, he will look ridiculous. A great occasion is worth to a man exactly what his preparation has enabled him to make of it. Amen. You gotta be prepared for your chance. Be prepared. Jesus, Jesus was preparing for 30 years for his chance. That's why he was able to complete that thing in three years. Because he was focused on what he needed to do. Now watch this. And then the last quarter, now if you made it over 100, God has tremendously blessed you. So here's the last quarter, ages 76 through 100. And so, so what we're, the reason as to why we're framing this like this we want you to be conscious of the fact that you are only, we are only, Melissa, here for a little while. Felt like yesterday that we, we've been married for 21 years. God bless. We've been married for 21 years, but it felt like just yesterday that we got married that I looked in her golden eyes and said, I do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> we so, were standing here. Yeah, and we were standing right here 20, <laughs> 21 years ago. And so what we're saying is you have to take advantage of your time. Now, here's one of the first things that, I'm gonna I'm I'm drop this, Jay, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go into this. Here's the first excuse you need, you're gonna make that we're hearing from people. Put that one, am I too old? We've heard from people that have said things like, I'm talking about from our church. We've heard from people that have said, I'm too old to set goals, Pastor O. This is, you, you mean to tell me there's still a vision for my life? Oh yeah. God doesn't recall his stuff. <laughs> he says the gifts and callings are without repentance. That means he doesn't recall what he gave you. That's right. And so, are you telling me that there's still something for me? Yes, I am saying that you are not too old. And I want to read one scripture to you. Can you turn, turn to Genesis? This blessed my heart so much. Genesis uh, 21. No, actually, Let's do Genesis 18, verse nine. I'll just read this quickly. Mm -hmm. So Abraham and Sarah, God had visited them and they were old. Verse nine, it says, and they said, and these were the angels that said unto him, where's Sarah, your wife? And he said, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of your life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah, this is what the Bible says, they were old and well stricken in age. 
And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman, women. Therefore, she couldn't, there were some things she couldn't do that younger women could do. And so let me tell you how God responds to that. <laughs> and the Lord said unto, and, and, so she says, this, therefore Sarah laughed within herself. After I wax old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? She said, not only am I old, but Abraham's old too. How are we going to do what you said? And they said, I'm too old. And she laughed. And here's what God does with your laughter. And the Lord said unto Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I of a surety bear a child which I am old? And here's four, verse 14. Is there anything too hard? My, this is how he speaks to our old age. He says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Now watch the promise, Janine. At the time appointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the appointed time, that's why you can't waste your time. That's why the Holy Spirit has to teach you how to number your days. At the time appointed, I will visit you and then turn to chapter 21, Genesis 21, and the Lord visited Sarah as he said, Thank you, Jesus. God, here's what I want you to remember. The Lord will do everything he said, but you cannot use your age as an excuse to deny what he said. In other words, he's saying, I am going to produce something from you. I'm going to get something out of you and I'm going to visit you, Jelaine, to call forth what I said. My word vow is not going to return unto me void. And then the scripture says, Sarah, Conceive, my mm. God, and bear a son. She produced something in her old age. And the Bible says they named the son laughter. <laughs> Here's the word of the Lord for you. God is going to bring something out of your life to make you laugh again. Ten years ago today, my mother lost her husband. We lost our father. And I'm on this day, April 24, ten years ago, my father died. And I'm saying to my mother, mom, he's going to make you laugh again. Hallelujah. I'm saying that the spirit of God, no matter what your age, he will put, he will, he will stir something in you. He'll stir an Isaac that's inside of you and you'll laugh <laughs> again. Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. And guess what? It said even at her old age, she nursed. She took care of what he gave her. So not only are you going to birth it, but I'm going to give you the ability to nurse God. And go Yay, God. She, the, the Bible says that Isaac, the Bible says that Isaac, he, she had to wean the child. So that means he was nursing. That means she produced milk in her old age. You thought everything was dried up. God, <laughs> when you think it's dried up, God is going to say, is there anything? Woo. Is there anything? You ain't had no milk. You didn't have anything. He said, he said, I'm going to allow you Hallelujah. to produce. I think about mom Lola taking care of her husband. 
taking care of her husband day and night. But God is saying, in your old age, I'm gonna make you laugh again. Yeah. I'm gonna make you laugh after the pain. I'm talking about people that have even buried their children and buried their spouses and been through so much pain. I'm gonna bring something to you, that, or not only to you, but through you, yeah. that'll make you laugh. And you'll say, surely that was God. You yeah, wanna add to yeah, that, honey? Yeah. And even as we think about it, he not only gives you something else, and but he gives you purpose in the thing. Yes, yes. So when we use Mom Lola's story, she said, I am there, he's in hospice, I'm caring for him. She said, but there's a greater purpose. Yeah. So he gives us, he shows us yeah, the purpose in our pain, right? She said, I'm witnessing to others. They waiting for me to come bring them scripture. They're asking me where the song is from today's service. And so where is the purpose in your pain, yeah. right? Where is the purpose That's in good. your pain? That's it's good. in there. It's in there like the old commercial said about the sauce. It's good. in there. And so we just got to look for it with the eyes, the eyes of God. Not only is it not, not only are you not not too old, but here's the other thing we have to remember: it's not too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's great. That's good. You're not too old and it's not too late. And even if you're young in age, right? Even if you're our children's ages. 14, 16, and 18. Yeah. This is even more, it's not just about chronolo chronological age, right? This is about our mindset. Yeah. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Lauren uh, Anderson uh, sent, Lauren sent, Davis, yeah. Lauren Davis, I'm sorry, sent the, uh, I'm sorry, Rye. Lauren Davis sent the, uh, I got you, <laughs> Lauren Davis sent in a gift. How old is Lauren again? She's nine. She's nine. Right. But this is the, the action. Right. The obedience to the action is causing something in her mind to push her. Now she wrote that. Now she's going to begin to see something. Now we saw what she wrote. Not only did she see it. Right. But the scripture in Habakkuk said that what? Write the vision. Write the vision. Make it, what? Make it plain upon the table so that he that readeth it can run with it. That's so good. Lauren read it, what she wrote. She ran with it. But then when we read it, we were able to come and pull her along and say, this is what you care about? Yeah. Oh, tell me more about that. Oh, I know this person or that person I can connect you with. So that's how all of this yeah. begins yeah. to work together. Yeah. So it's more about a mindset than it is about chronological age. How can you prove it, Janine? Because God said he is not a God that is bound by time. That's right. Yeah. We're bound by time, yeah. but he is eternal. And he set eternity, the scripture says, in our hearts. Mm. And so whatever is still going through your mind to do, whether you're nine or whether you're 90, you're still responsible to bring it to pass. God yeah. is not letting any of us off the yeah. hook. And as you do it, he renews your... He renews your mind. Yeah, and your youth. And your youth. Yeah, yeah. As an eagle. As an eagle, which is the king of the birds. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm, 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 mm. What else you got, sir? That's it. <laughs> Talking about grandma Moses. Listen, we got a few examples for you, just in case you still don't believe us. And so Grandma Moses, anybody know of the painter Grandma Moses? Grandma Moses was an American folk artist. Friends, she didn't start, didn't start until she was 79 years old. Mm. Not only that, but once she started, God gave her the energy and the ability and the provision to travel yes. and exhibit her work until she passed on at 101. And she was traveling international. International travel. Wow, wow. Because when you work on purpose, you work in a different energy. Yeah. You work in a different flow. Yeah. We'll give you another example. You wanna give no, this no, example, honey? No, Herbert Jones. Herbert Jones was a musician and a community activist. 
He was 69 years old when he started, right? He founded the Boston Children's Course in 2003, and it has this amazing mission to bring empowerment and change internationally, helping underserved children to sing and travel the world as they promote social change. He was 69 years old when he started. When he started. I want to do this. I know you do. You know who this is, right? This is this is Colonel Sanders. Don't laugh at me, y'all. I wanted to do the one about fried chicken. All right. So Colonel Sanders, he is the owner of KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. He was a lawyer. When his father walked out when he was very young and he was taking care of his, his siblings, he had to learn how to cook. So here he is later in his life, he gets this recipe. He said, man, I think I got the recipe that will be a breakthrough. He was rejected over 1,000 times. Stick a pen in it right here. Don't think that God is not for you when you get rejected. Don't think that, oh my God, because most of us will give up after being rejected five times. I'm done with this. God doesn't favor me. God doesn't like me. God, no, 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 no. You are already crowned with goodness. That's why I said you got to fight the good fight of faith. You ever been in a good fight? You ever seen a good fight? Not the one yesterday. Have you ever seen a good fight? I'm talking about a real or been in a good fight. What I'm telling you is that's how you have to be able to hold your hands. As a, as a soldier, mm-hmm. you got to fight the good fight of faith. You got to fight through rejection. You got to fight through criticism, fight through poverty, fight through people who don't like you, fight through pain, fight through doubt, fight through all of it. And then it was finally accepted. He was 65 when that happened. Wow. 65 when that happened. And so this is why we're trying to tell you that this is very real. Nee, that's one of your favorites. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. Toni Morrison. Toni Morrison was recognized uh, when she was 62 years old as the first African-American woman to win the Nobel Prize for Literature. And one of the interesting things about Toni Morrison's story, and this will resonate with a lot of you, is that she was in essence in her work life as well as as a mother taking care of other people for most of her life. Yeah. And something happens to you when you are positioned as a caregiver. Sometimes you begin to feel like, a lot of times we underestimate our work and our service as caregivers, number Mm -hmm. one. So that's the first thing, whether it's to our children or to elders or to, you know, uh, someone who is in special needs or whatever it is. But the first thing is that recognizing and appreciating who we are and that that's a gift and a calling to serve. The servant of all is the greatest of all. That's the first thing about caregiving, yeah. But the second thing is that there was a man who recognized in Tony, you don't just need to be editing, which is what she was doing for years and years and years. You need to be writing. And she finally said, I decided, and that's a powerful word, I decided that I was going to press into my purpose. And because she did, we have beloved. Because she did, we have the blue side. Because she did, we have Sula. And because she did, people like my daughter who actually researched and wrote about this can read about people who look like them and it makes a difference Mm. in their life in school. And so Tony was 62 when she was recognized because of the decision that she made 
just a few years earlier. Can you can you can you can you um, can you quickly hit this one and then go to um, uh, Chesley? Which one? Yeah. That? Yes. Yeah. Sure. So for our fashionistas out here, do you know who Vera Wang is? Somebody said, "Oh yeah," and started clapping. Yeah. Did you know that? In spite of the fact that today she's internationally acclaimed uh, wedding dress designer and she's a fashion designer in general, but very mm. well known for her wedding mm. dresses, she wasn't always courageous enough to press into that. As a matter of fact, she didn't start until she was 40 years old. Wow. She didn't even start. Before that, she was an editor and she was a figure skater. So yeah. this is what she had given her life and her time to, but she took the leap. And if you read about her, as she's saying, I've thought so many times, why in the world did I do this? At this age, she was 40. And so for some of us, we think we're too old at 40. For some of us, people are looking at you as 40 and saying, well, you just got started. But again, that's why I said it's about your mindset. Your mindset. Your mindset. It's about your mindset. I think about Brandy and Brandon our very own beloveds from New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. A, a certain mindset has developed in him yes. that is enabling him to grow and build a brand. Studying never stops. And so it's about your mind, about regardless of your age. And so why don't you start with this example and then we'll move back to the yeah, scripture. And so so the, last, the, the last one that we wanna, we wanna give you is, um, there's, a, there's a woman by the name of uh, Chesley. And sadly, um, she uh, lost. Her, she was lost to death by suicide recently. She was only 30 years old. Here's the point that we want you to hear: what Janine was saying about mindset. She kept telling herself, "I'm too old. I'm too old." Such to the point that she eventually took her life. And so this is why. We want you to understand how important it is for your mind to constantly be renewed. When the world heard this, they were shocked because they looked at the outward appearance. They, you know, they looked at the beauty, they looked at the pageantry, they looked at all of this, but inside there was turmoil about her perception of who she really was and what she could be in her life. And so yeah, Janine, you want to add something to that? that the, yes, despite the fact that she was an attorney, despite mm -hmm. the fact that she was very well known and celebrated television correspondent, uh, she had actually written an essay a few years earlier and she said, and I quote her, turning 30, turning 30, she wrote, feels like a cold reminder mm. that I'm running out of time. Wow. And she said it made her feel like she didn't matter in society's eyes mm. and that that was infuriating. And that's why we got to see ourselves through the eyes of Christ, yeah. family. Yeah. You got to see yourself through that's the eyes of Christ. When you pray, you got to say, Lord, let me see myself as you see me. Yeah. Lord, let me see myself as you see yeah. me. Unfortunately, Chesley fell to the the demise of looking at herself through society's eyes. But we got to see ourselves as God sees us. And we got to see ourselves as he wants us to be. And we have to see one another. Yes, yes. 
yes. through the eyes of Christ. If she had just known, yeah. if someone had been able to tell her, that's why evangelism yeah. is so important. That's right. You have yeah. more time. You have to yeah. do what he's called you to do. Yeah. Then perhaps the outcome yeah. would have been yeah. different. And Janine, and, and just to pick up on that, uh, that's why when we first started this teaching, we said that you are a witness. That's part of your identity. And so we, we were talking to a family member before and the family member said, well, I don't believe in God. And we said, well, he believes in you. That's right. And we also said he believes in you so much that he has a plan for you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Mm -hmm. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Yeah. And, and, then, and then something started to break in that person's heart where they said, I don't believe in him, but we said he believes in you. That's right. And it broke something in them. And so we want you to be careful about your words. God is not asking you to save anybody. He's just saying, be a witness. Be a witness. Be a witness. Talk about what happened. Talk about what happened for you. Be a witness to the claim. Not only did he get up physically, but he got up in me. God, Amen. he Amen. did something in me. That's what you being a witness to. And when you are a witness, that's when you move into overcoming. That's the next dimension. When you yeah, witness, yeah, then you move into overcoming. How yeah. do I know? Because the scripture said that we what? overcome by the, what? By the word yes. of our testimony by the blood. and by the blood of the lamb. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when you overcome, that blood not only washes you, it washes you clean from the sin. The blood washes you clean from the sin. So you're forgiven of the sin. You're free from the sin. But now we say, we say this to people, most people backslide because there's nothing to slide to. That's why we got to talk to you about your future. That's why we got to talk to you about your gift about how significant you are, about what you should be developing. And we have to equip you so that you can step into arenas to meet other people that you would never meet on your block. Or who would never come into a church building. Yes. And that's why in Acts it said yes. they were able to do what? Yes. Turn the world yes. upside down. Yes, yes. That's what we're here yes. for. I wanna, I wanna show, we wanna show you this. It's a, it's, a, it's a diagram of God's thoughts and ideas. You have to get this. I want you to just get this. Everything you see on here was God's idea. Somebody taking a picture now, I love it. It's God's idea, not ours. Amen. He said in the beginning, watch this, watch me. Let us make man, watch me. God was always interested in making man. And when he was talking about man, he was talking about mankind. So he was saying the man, the woman, that's what he was talking about. So he was always interested in making a man. And when, what does that mean? That means that you are shaped in his image, in his likeness. So that means that you are like God. You are a creator. You have God-like potentials. And so when, when you are saved or you are salvaged, he resets you and restores you back to God's original intention. That's what purpose means, the original intent. So when God saves you, he saves you to be restored back to what he really wanted. That's why Jesus is called the second Adam because he brings you back 
to what you were originally supposed to have. So, so what we're saying here is that man, woman, marriage, family. Now, I want to say this to you. The devil will always fight these four dimensions. He going to fight you right here. He going to fight you right here. He fought Eve in the garden. I, I'm reading the scripture and sometimes I think, wow, when he spoke to Eve and I think about the nature of a woman, he had to have spoken to her more than once. He had to, see a woman needs you to build a relationship with her. So he had to have spoken to her a number of times to constantly wear her down, has God said, has God said, has God said. And then she made the presentation to the man. And what I'm saying here is that the enemy will always fight these areas right here. He's against marriage. He's against family. Now watch this. When families connect with other families, you create community. When communities connect with other communities, you create nations. When nations connect with other nations, you create society. So at the root cause of what's going on in society, look at these four. Look at these four. I was having a conversation the other day with my brother-in-law. And we said, one of the things that devastated the black community was when the crack epidemic hit our communities in the late 1970s and the early 1980s. Let me tell you this. It was the first drug that pulled the woman outside of the home. It devastated the families. And so what happened is now, now grandma and grandpa had to step in and remember, at, at, at some ages, there's a, level of, there's a level of fatigue that can hit you when you are older in terms of raising children. Does it, do I make, am I making sense? And so there were communities that were devastated by the drugs that, that, that destroyed men. Men were in prison because of drugs. There was no rehabs. There was no, uh, uh, there were no centers that allowed you to take drugs. None of that even existed. So you had, a, you had communities that collapsed because the man collapsed, the woman collapsed, and you had individuals that no longer knew what marriage looked like. I'm in a lift the other day, and a gentleman heard me talking to my wife, and he said, man, that's dope. I said, what was that? He said, man, just the conversation I heard, uh, he's the lift driver, he said, the conversation I heard you having with your wife, he said, that's decent, man. I want that, just the conversation that he heard. And then he said this to me, if you ever ride in a lift, you, you, they talk about everything in a lift. And he said, man, I, I wish I had my father, man. The man, see, what, see right here? He said, I wish I had my father. He said, can I, can I call you sometimes? Can I um, reach out to you? Can we do lunch? Can we, can we talk? Exchange numbers. We were going back and forth on text and et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm saying to you is that all of this is God's idea. I ran a school for years. This is the last point I'm going to tell you on this. I ran a school for years.
And I watched young men who grew weary of their mothers because they needed to hear a different voice. They needed the balance of a different voice. And they used to say, B, they used to call me B. They said, B, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm tired of my mom. I just want to hear another voice. And that's why we need men that step in. The spirit of adoption yeah. that step in to say that there's some things that shouldn't be on the woman. There's some, there's some burdens that she can't carry. And I met young ladies who were 16, 17, and they were angry and they were dealing with anxiety. And they were saying, I just want to talk to a man. I just want to know what it feels like to be affirmed by a man. They were looking for their father. That's why, and so, so these dimensions that we're sharing on the screen, they are so, so important. And the point that I want to make to you is that marriage, family, they're God's ideas. They're so important. They, they existed even before the church. They're older than the church. And so the church's job, part of the church's job is to help you do this well. To help you become a good man, to help you become a good woman, to help you develop in a good marriage, in build family, because that's really what people are attracted to. Marriage, family, good men, good women. That's what this is. You want to add something, honey, about the dominion formula? Sure. Genesis, Genesis uh, affirms everything that yes. Omar is talking about. And so we talk, uh, yes. we can read in Genesis, uh, you want to read 122? Yes. Chapter one. I'm sorry, honey. I, I didn't mean to catch you off guard. Okay, go I'll read I'll it. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And here we see a couple clues to what is a dominion formula. Yes, you yes. want to you want to write these down. Yes. Number one, he told them to be fruitful. Yes. Right. And so we we talked about the scripture of Sarah. We talked about different examples of individuals and their ages and when they started to produce. This is not just about having children. Yes, we can't just yes. keep keep having children. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so that is part of it. It can be part of it, but it's not part of it for some people. Yeah. And so being fruitful was the first thing yeah. that he gave them here. And to be fruitful means to produce to produce something, yeah. to produce something. The second thing is can to multiply, sure. Can you, can you share something about why it's significant to, to be productive? When we produce, so you heard the story of the Lyft driver. We try to keep it very simple. Yeah, so this yeah. is real life stuff. If anybody can talk to their Lyft driver, you don't just have to listen to their music and get from one place to the yeah. other. And that's why it's about having a mindset to be a witness. Yeah. It's about realizing that you are light and salt. It's about realizing yeah, that when you show up on the scene, whether God, it's at your job, whether it's in the car, the whether it's at the park, whether it's at the gym, that you bring kingdom into the space. You step in and you have authority. So when I step in the power of God that I know he gave to me, yeah, I know good. that I can that's say good. to someone, 
I'm thinking about Chesley again. Chesley again. You can say you're beautiful. You know, you could you can see somebody and hear the spirit talk to you Mm -hmm. about what to say to them. If you're a vessel, you can say you're beautiful. But I see this for your life. Think about the story of Denzel Washington, who tells all the time about his mother and her prayers and the woman who prophesied to him at the barber shop that he was going to be something. If you don't know the story, look it up and listen to his testimony about the impact that his godly mother had on him, having him in a space where a woman spoke to him and prophesied to him that he was going to be great. Mm. He mm. never forgot it. Mm. He mm. It shook him to his core. That's how we know she was speaking by the yeah. spirit. And then she asked his mother, what was that? Yeah. And yeah. he said that was, a, she told him that was a word from God. Yeah. He never forgot it. And I just want us to get into our heads. Like we're, we're not victims. We're yeah. victorious. We're full of power. The scripture yeah. said yeah, the same, good. the same spirit that, that did what? That, that did what? raised Jesus. We just celebrated Easter from the dead. The same spirit that <laughs> raised a body that was there had been bruised and beaten and carried this cross for all these hours the and spirit. whipped the and scorned and put spirit. thorns on his head and yeah. hung him on the cross and he died. Yeah. Three days later, the scripture says in Romans that the same spirit spirit. that raised that Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. What can't you do? (laughs) Why are you walking around with your head down? Why are you acting like you can't get up? You can get up. You don't have to be scared. You have to realize who God says you are and take it to the next dimension. And don't be afraid when you see somebody and you're and you and you hear the Holy Ghost. Tell them what you heard. That might be the word that saves their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'm in the I'm in the lift ride and I said to this man, as a father would say to his son, I'm proud of you, man. He was talking to me about all the money he was making doing lift. I said, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. He almost wanted to pull over because he was starting to well up. He like, man, ain't nobody, 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 nobody ever, nobody, not, a, not another man, not another man. And what, and what most men are looking for from another man is affirmation. Jesus could do what he did because he heard the voice of of the father. I didn't need money from my father. I would take the money, but I didn't need the money. I heard his voice. His voice said, you a king, oh, I love your heart. He said, you already know what to do if anything happens to me. Take care of your mother, take care of your wife, take care of your family, raise your family, and don't you ever forget God. That's the voice of the father. And so, and so the father, the father would say things like this, be strong. You already know I love you. That's why I ain't gotta keep telling you I love you. But I need you to be strong. And I need you, I need you not to be afraid. Don't be afraid. When you have that spirit, when you have that spirit in you, you like afraid of what? Afraid of failing? The Bible says a just man falls seven times. Ah. <laughs> not, not, not a wicked man. He said a, a just, just man. man. You might fall in your marriage. You might fall with your kids. You might fall on the job. But a just man. It's, isn't it very interesting that you can fall and still be just? Hey. That's why we got to teach people that, oh, oh, I'm, oh, oh, if I fall, I'm done. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible said that a just man. So God will see scabs on your knees and scars on your knee. He said, that's what the just 
That's what their knees look like. Get back up. Get up. Get back up. Get up. You got to tell yourself, get up. Get up. Get up. It happened. Get up. You, once you're done crying, get up. You got fired, get up. Start the plan. Go to the library. Yes, yes. Read something. Go to Barnes & Noble. Go somewhere. Yes. But get up. Don't let yourself die like this. Don't go out like this. You got to start telling yourself, I'm not oh. going out like this. I ain't going out like this. I'm a king. I'm a queen. I got the power of God. Hallelujah. I'm anointed. Yes. There's grace on me. I'm crowned. Yes. That's what you got to know. Stay on, but stay on that. Stay yeah, on that. Stay absolutely. on that. Stay on that. Put the dominion formula up on the screen. And it's important. The, yes. pro, the production, I, I hear the spirit saying, I just want you to know it's not about these big grand things that society tells yes. you make you successful. It's small things. It's speaking to that person outside the Wawa. Speaking to that person. And look, this is stuff we can all do. Multiplication comes after you are obedient to being productive, to being fruitful. And once you are able to do that now, we can teach, using this example, our children to continue to, to behave in this way, yes. to, to work in this That's way, right. to walk in this way. So what are we doing? We're duplicating that yes. in them. So that's what Jesus did with us, with the disciples. It's a duplication that must occur once you figure out how to be fruitful. The third level is that then you will replenish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a distribution that happens. This is the kingdom system. Yeah, yeah. You wanna speak to is, that? And when, you, and when you replenish, it's you taking whatever you produce. I don't care if it's a t-shirt, I don't care if it's a book, I don't care if it's a business idea, but whatever you produce, you learn how to distribute it. Some of that distribution might be like, I'm gonna go sell these t-shirts at the mall and I'm gonna have presents here. Or I'm going to learn how to distribute what I'm doing through these other young people. And then finally, you get to the point where you're able to subdue. And that is when you're able to control these folks literally have cornered the market. Janine and I are outside of here. We do all of this work with schools and we're learning how to exercise a level of control in that marketplace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I just want you to get this in your spirit, uh, exercising a level of control in that marketplace. Now, when you follow this formula, dominion, is not a pursuit as much as it is a result. Yeah. The first thing, see, you're full of seed. So God doesn't tell you to be seedful. He doesn't tell, be seedful. He doesn't tell you to be seedful because you're already full of seed. He's saying, I need you, daughter, son, produce something. Watch this. Produce something from your marriage. Produce something if you're single. Produce something from your family. This is the culture of our family. Produce something on your block. That's what he's trying to say. And he says, if you do this, you'll have dominion. Isn't it very interesting that all of the corporations know how to do this? Chick-fil-A got it. No matter where you go in the country, once you order, my pleasure. McDonald's got it. Wendy's has it. 
No matter where you go in the country, they follow that model because they know what they're supposed to produce, they know what they're supposed to multiply, they know what they're supposed to subdue, and they know what they're supposed to control. And they, they, they're, so, they're so into what they're doing, it doesn't even matter if two restaurants are next to one another. You're like, I don't even want, why, why, why? It seems like they're doing the same thing we're doing. Well, what you about? So once you understand what you're about, you're no longer competing. We'll, we'll wrap up with the last, yes, yes. So I just want to close with a prayer. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. So I just pray that mm. of everything you're hearing here, that number one, you hear that you are worthy because God made you worthy. When he sees you, he sees the blood. That's why he did all that work. When Jesus was on the cross, he Amen. said, I finished the work. Amen. He finished the work. Yeah. So we, we gonna move beyond worthiness. You are worthy because yeah. God said you're worthy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wanna add that he doesn't want you feeling every week that you have to fight, fight whether or not you're worthy. Like by Wednesday, you don't even know if you're worthy. So every week you got to convince yourself that you're saved. He wants that to end. He wants that argument in your mind to end. So by Thursday, you're like, I don't really know if God loves me. It's a constant renewing wash, wash, of the mind, wash, a constant wash, washing of the wash mind. Wash your mind, wash prayer. your mind. And so, Father, we just pray right now, God, mm. that you would have us to see ourselves as you see us. Mm. That we would remember every day that the same spirit that raised oh. Jesus from the dead mm. lives inside of us. That we will walk in our kingdom, power, and authority. Father, we thank you that you are the lifter of our heads. We thank you, God, that we will begin to see ourselves and to act as witnesses for you. Mm. That we would have a heart, Father, mm. for things that break your heart, Lord. That we would have a heart, Father, for the people, God, who need to hear the kingdom message, God, that their lives, too, might be saved. Move us beyond where we've been, God, and have us to walk in the knowledge, in the power, and the authority as witnesses for you, God. We pray that you would have us use this information, do with it what we need for ourselves, but then send us out, God. Have us to go out in power and grace and confidence and authority in your word being witnesses for you. That's what all of this is about. It's not about us, God. It's about you. And so we pray, Father, that we would have a burden mm. to tell others the truth about Jesus, even in this week, God. The truth about Jesus, what he's done for us, mm. what, what the word says about what you've done for the entire earth, what he's going to do for them and their family. And we pray that as we go out, preaching Jesus, even in this week, that we would be those who have a mind to bring others in to the body of Christ. We thank you for this word, God. We thank you for this reminder. We thank you, God, that you are reminding us that without you, we are nothing, but because of you, we have everything, mm. and we have everything we need to mm. fulfill our assignment. Mm. We bless you, we love you, and we thank you because we know that you mm. always hear us. Mm when we pray. And if there's anyone out there right now Thank you, Jesus. that you're saying, wow, I would love to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. He shed his blood for you, for me. And he forgave us for all of our sin. If you are out there and you're saying, I wanna be forgiven for all of my sins, 
I believe that Jesus died and he rose from the dead for my life. If you today want to trade your life for the life that is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we welcome you to receive him into your heart, to say, Lord, come into my heart. I believe you, I accept you, and I confess you as Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.